Peace Propaganda is a production of the Voluntary Institute, a nonprofit organization dedicated to furthering the understanding of the principles of non-aggression. Visit us at voluntaryinstitute.org. There are many who are uncomfortable with what we have created. Planned communities, the programming. Does this make me look bad? No, it makes you look like a tool of government oppression. But not bad. The sterilized, artfully balanced atmospheres. They stand for everything we don't stand for. Also, they told me you guys look like dorks. If that's what we are, we deserve to be the last of the free folk. They hunger for an Eden where spring comes. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Peace Propaganda. Peace Propaganda is a show about the positive trends towards peace and liberty. I am your host, Adam Elpo. Peace Propaganda is a production of the Voluntary Institute. Thanks for tuning into another episode, episode 60. Today I sat down with a new friend of the show, Darian Sumner. Darian Sumner is the founder of the new blog, Bumbling Bees. You may have heard of this blog on the Tom Woods show. He briefly mentioned it, and I ended up going out to check it out, and lo and behold, it ended up being a pretty cool place. So I reached out to Darian, asked him to come on the show, and I think you're going to have even more fun listening to our conversation than we had having it. Um, it was, we just, there's a lot of laughs, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it, Uh before I switch over to that, I wanted to congratulate Nick Pongratz. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, Nick, but he won my free t-shirt giveaway. So he is now the proud owner of a Peace Propaganda t-shirt. So he is uh, he's, he's spreading the good message all around the country with this, with this t-shirt. And uh, you, can, you can hit Nick up at N-P-O-N-G-R-A-T-Z on Twitter. That's N. Pongratz at Twitter. So, without further ado, enjoy the interview with Darian Sumner, and remember to check out his website at bumblingbees.net. Hey, Darian, thanks for being on the show today. Adam, great to be with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I first heard about your blog on the Tom Woods Show. Obviously, you and I are both fans of the Tom Woods Show. <laughs> oh, for sure. Who isn't? I, I don't know if there's any if there's anybody who's not I don't know what they're doing listening to my show since okay. since of course he is one of the uh, board of directors for the voluntary institute. I saw that that's terrific. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so uh, you got the Tom Woods bump, and so I did. and so now even even better you're getting the peace propaganda bump even better. <laughs> Absolutely better. I mean no. Tom, Tom Woods is great and all, but come on, the peace propaganda bump, that's going to put me over the top. That's right. It's really going to put you on the map. <laughs> he's, he's got the name and the money and the fan base, but but come on, we got a certain panache here, all right? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I'm feeling this one. Uh, that's right. Well, well, I'm glad you're on the show. Um, you started a blog called BumblingBees.net, and I want you know, I just wanted to have my listeners get exposed to that. I'm, I'm sure... 
Most of my listeners listen to the Tom Woods show, so they probably already heard about it. And he gave you a nice little, you know, 30, 45 second, uh, you know, teaser. But I was hoping maybe, you know, for, for my listeners, you might be able to expand a little bit about upon the project that you're doing over there at Bumbling Bees. So sure. what would you say the focus of the blog is? The focus of the blog is basically on libertarian news and commentary. So I go into bits about history. I talk about libertarian philosophy some. I talk about what's in the news lately. I have a current events column every week called Last Week in Weird, in which I pick like, the strangest stuff that happened in politics for the past week. And that's kind of a lighthearted, fun column. Yeah. Yeah, there's and some I also have some. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I like writing it. It's 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 fun to write. But I also do some more serious. Not everything I write is completely flippant. I write some more serious stuff about history. I'm about halfway through a long project doing uh, short biographies on all the presidents from a libertarian perspective. Nice. Which I began on a previous website that I wrote for, and I've sort of migrated it over here. So it's a little bit. I'm doing it a little bit unreliably right now as I still work out the, the migration, basically. But I intend to get back into doing that pretty soon now. Awesome. And can readers find that on the site, or is that is that forthcoming? No, that's absolutely. Some of it is on the site. I'm still trying to get access to the archives of the one I wrote previously. But I have five articles on the site right now. They're right in the categories. They have their own categories called Presidential Rankings. Oh, great. And I see you have you have some articles on here of what libertarian is and what libertarianism is not. So I, I wanted to I wanted to get into that for just a second because I don't want you to I don't want you to pigeonhole yourself uh, to <laughs> to my listeners because I know I have a lot of listeners who are what you might call purists and sure. and people who who don't like the term libertarian because it's associated with political libertarianism. Um, mm-hmm. That said. Since your blog is called Bumbling Bees, the, the, the reference there being the black and gold, is it fair to say that you consider yourself an anarchist? Yes, that's, okay. that's definitely a fair thing to say. <laughs> okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that my, my listeners didn't immediately tune out thinking I had a, <laughs> you know, a big L, so to speak, libertarian. Uh, on the show. No, I, I, was, I came up through the Libertarian Party years ago. You know, I, when I was younger, I was more of an like an establishment Republican guy, like a Rush Limbaugh kind of guy. If you Ooh. believe that, well, welcome I know, to the winning I know. team. And then I moved libertarian word and came through the, spent some time in the LP, and then kind of moved beyond that. And nowadays, I would definitely say I'm I'm an anarcho capitalist for sure. Right on, right on. We don't we don't win elections, but that's okay. What, what, <laughs> what did what did Mal Reynolds say? Might have been the losing side. Still not sure it was the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so you, you have some stuff in here about um, secession and the political elite. Very timely because, uh, as you may have seen, uh, Catalonia just voted to secede from Spain. Oh, I hadn't seen that one yet. Yes. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool stuff. So unlike the Brexit, Catalonia did not get permission first. So <laughs> they're just kind of winging it. And and Madrid has has promised strong retribution is the quote that I read. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what that means, if that just means strongly worded letters or guns or what. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is we'll it? Wait and see, I guess. So based on what I read on your on your blog, your secession and the political elite, you you seem to be right in line with with the you know anarchist take, which is, you know. Secession as much as possible. 
for sure. Yeah, definitely. As, as much as you want to, anyway. If you want to be a part of something, be a part of something, for all I care. But people shouldn't be forced to associate with anyone they don't want to associate with. Right. Exactly. That's why uh, I actually saw a big, a big, you know, what you might call libertarian firestorm over the mm-hmm. Catalonia thing. People saying, well, but, but Catalonia, they're just a bunch of socialists, so this is a bad thing. It's like, well, is it? You know, but that's, that's if they want to go be socialists, then let them exactly. have their own club over there and leave the rest of us the hell out of it. I have, I have the same attitude toward the Vermont secession movement. They're, the Vermont secessionists are definitely socialists, but let them go start their socialist state if that's what they want to do. Right. And as long as they're also going to let people leave who don't want to be a part of it. Right. Thereby making the rest of us who are still under this USA umbrella that much less socialist. <laughs> yeah. What, what is that? What is that going to be? 600,000 people less socialist? <laughs> I don't know. California is a lot bigger is yeah, all I'm saying. I know for sure. But you know what? If I could, if I could in any way cut 600,000 socialists out of the American <laughs> political structure, I'll take it. I suppose that's fair. It's a big win. I, I think that I don't, I'd have to check the numbers, but I don't think peace propaganda has yet converted 600,000 socialists away from <laughs> socialism. <laughs> I, I got to check well, with my account. What is that, another week or two? You'll be yeah, there. Probably. You'll be there any minute. I'm close. I'm this close. <laughs> now, now that you have me on the show, it's going to be any minute now. That's right. Yeah, I'm getting the bumbling bees bump. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote you to like both of my Facebook followers. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Literally dozens. Um, so I, I did see here that you have some stuff about Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, mm-hmm. the, the white hot uh, internet sensation. Um, this guy, uh, I hesitate to even insult my listeners by by explaining who he is. But just on the wild chance that my listeners don't know who Milo is, can you maybe just give us a, a brief explanation for people who don't live on Twitter or just haven't seen a computer ever? Explaining Milo briefly is <laughs> one of the greatest challenges of my life. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos is he, – he began writing – I don't actually know where he began. He came to prominence writing for Breitbart. He writes a tech column for them, I believe. But he really exploded on Twitter, where he's sort of turned into what I would consider like the greatest troll of all time. And he's very... He doesn't personally consider himself alt-right, I know that. But he's really associated with the alt-right movement. He's sort of a little bit of a libertarian fellow traveler, not completely what I would consider a libertarian, but there's a lot of good stuff to say about him. And he really gets under the skin of the social justice warriors in like every possible way. Yeah, that's that's for damn sure. That's a, I think that's a really good, um, a very generous description of Milo, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but not inaccurate. Um, I, I think I, I, I'm not I don't like to. What, what did Tom would say? In fact, in the very episode that he mentioned in your blog, something about how moderates always like to to shoot at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I don't. I certainly don't want to engage in that because I agree. I think I think Milo has done much more good than harm. But would, yo, go ahead. I said I would agree. Yeah. Uh, that said, I, I think anybody who hasn't yet been exposed to Milo, there might be a little bit of a, a shock if all <laughs> they heard of him is is that description because he is definitely. Uh, rambunctious <laughs> um a fire is good yeah 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 yeah. he's he speaks his mind yeah you gotta you gotta say that for the man he speaks his mind he does he does like to say things like feminism is cancer uh, mm-hmm. that, 
<laughs> so it it should me it should mean no surprise then that he has ruffled a lot of feathers. He's ruffled all the feathers, all the feathers that ever have been and ever will be, and especially in social justice world havens like Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure if he was on Tumblr, the internet would explode. Oh dear, I don't even want to know what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> so so what happened? Uh, uh, Milo, I would say, uh, made made some bigger than normal news in the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, nearest I've been able to determine, the whole thing is really strange. Um, so Milo wrote a review, I don't recall exactly when, in the last few weeks, of the new Ghostbusters film. And basically, he just panned it. He panned everything about it. He hated, he didn't think it was funny, he didn't think the recasting of the male characters as women was a good idea. He didn't like the performance. He didn't like anything about it. And then just this past week, somebody sent a tweet to him on a spoof account that was supposed to seem like Leslie Jones, one of the actresses in Ghostbusters. And this tweet was like some obnoxious, nasty remarks that were sent to Milo Mm -hmm. from this spoof account. And for some reason, Milo got banned from Twitter for that. Really? Yeah. Even though as near as I can tell, he was the target and not the, not the actual instigator of the event. I mean, it's, he had nothing to do with it. It was just somebody sent this to him. And huh. Leslie Jones was upset because it was someone impersonating her. She didn't do it. And the fallout was that Milo got banned from Twitter. And I don't really understand that. <laughs> that yeah, that's very interesting. I, I didn't realize that. It's, it's like the Twitter version of those people who claim that when people attack Donald Trump supporters, that's Trump's fault. Right. You yeah. know, it's when, people, when people attack Milo, now that's his fault, so he gets banned. Oh, Just man. Bizarre. The whole, the whole idea of microaggressions, um, like justifying actual mm-hmm. aggression, is, is perhaps the the most insane idea that has occurred in thus far this century i <laughs> i'm rather inclined to agree i mean even if you just take the name they use for it at face value microaggression it's a little tiny bit of aggression right even if you, if you wanted to consider that actual aggression it's still you're going to respond to it with like normal sized aggression right that's that's not really a proportional response to a tiny aggression right and it's it's it really grows out of this thought crime idea, you know, like, mm-hmm. like hate speech, you know, mm-hmm. is, is, is its own crime. Not be, you know, because of what the person had in their head, it's a total right. thought crime. And then now, now microaggressions justify actual aggression. So the, because of the things that Trump has said, or because of the things that Trump supporters have said, then it's okay. When, uh, w- what happened like in Chicago, didn't a bunch of Trump supporters get actually physically attacked? Mm hmm. And where was it? I think in San Diego, was it? Some uh, some woman who showed up at a Trump rally with a Trump t-shirt got egged? Oh, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. I mean, and, don't do that. And and for and for my own, uh, you know, personal reputation as well as the uh, as well as the legal status of Voluntary Institute, I must specify I do not support Trump. And uh, and just I would like to join in on that. I do not support Trump either. Right. But I certainly don't support violence against Trump or against people who do support him. Exactly. Exactly. I, it, it should go without saying at this point that I don't support any political candidate, <laughs> least of all someone who would be at the head of one of the major parties. Um, so, OK, so Milo got banned and uh-huh. then and then the Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey, went on about how they don't censor 
that that Milo had violated the the the, the, the Twitter matter of behavior. Like, mm-hmm. It's not that they're see they're not actually trying to silence his speech. They're not trying to stop him from speaking. It's just that his behavior was inappropriate. I so how do you how can one behave on Twitter that's not speech? Did he did he go to the Twitter headquarters and have like a dance party or something? I perhaps with Milo, it's hard to say. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't be sure he didn't, but I haven't heard about it if he did. <laughs> so so they're classifying his his speech as as behavior this this mm-hmm. so it's just like they're just they're just torturing the the language of uh, so they're not they're not being accused of censoring right right that's that's it exactly they're i think what they're trying to get at is they're they're claiming that it wasn't some particular thing that he said that's the problem it's just like his general attitude so they're not actually trying to censor any speech they just don't like the guy or something i i don't i can't see a difference Frankly, there is no difference. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's naked censorship over, over for political reasons. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely what it is. Which you know what? Fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care that that Twitter has a political bias. Just own up to it for God's sakes. That's exactly where I am. I mean, Twitter, as everybody knows, and to, maybe we can prevent you from getting some angry emails about this. We both understand that Twitter is a private company. Oh, that God. Twitter can have whatever code of conduct it wants and you can get canned from Twitter for that's yes we're we're on board with that it's just this hypocrisy of claiming that you're some sort of neutral platform that doesn't censor anybody and then censoring people you don't like yeah uh and and let me tell you as as I'm sure you know uh as soon as basically anyone but your own parents is is observing your content you can expect the the hateful emails so i oh, yeah. I, I wallpaper my house with them i i just put them to good use i don't there's there's nothing that can stop them so i'm sure no, i'm sure i will get them it, as far as I, as far as i'm concerned i take it as a badge of honor that i'm doing something right <laughs> every time i get a a hateful email a, a socialist angel loses its wings uh <laughs> i didn't know angels came in socialist that's that's good to know <laughs> Might, might make some decisions later a little a little easier. <laughs> um, th- that is that's such a bizarre story, and I don't. I, do you do you think they're going to reinstate him? Do you think this this free Milo movement has any legs? Because I, I, it's, it seems to me that that he needs Twitter more than Twitter needs him. I wonder about that. It's hard for me to say. I. I seem to recall having heard the last comment Milo made about it. He was undecided if he even cared. Yeah. You know, if he was even going to try to get his account back. Right. But I think you're probably right about that. I think eventually he'll say, okay, what, how can we work this out? How can I – I don't think he's going to you know, cut a deal with them where he's going to stop being provocative because what would be the point? Right. But I think he's probably going to open a dialogue with them eventually and try to maybe, – maybe he'll apologize to Leslie Jones just in general even though he didn't do anything. I I could not see that happening. I couldn't either, but I'm I, trying to come up with something else they yeah. would they might ask for. <laughs> I don't I don't see any world where that happens. Uh, <laughs> uh okay, so I I'm hoping that we could just go down these these few um stories that you have in your most recent um in your most recent blog post because I think sure. this just gives a great sense of what people can expect to find on the blog. So there's there's like a great uh article of what of today's news and now now here's uh, is this now you said you have a this week in weird i'm i'm i just have my notes here i'm not actually on the site i don't know if this was one of them the the article about obama 
writing for the Journal of the American <laughs> yes. Medical Association. Yes, that's definitely in Last Week in Weird. Holy cow. Okay, Last Week in Weird. That's what it's called. Um, so in case my listeners were doing the dishes and didn't quite hear that, <laughs> Obama, like the president, wrote an, uh, wrote an article for the Journal of the American Medical Association, which was published. Mm-hmm. This, this being an actual peer-reviewed professional doctor literature. Yes. Uh, how? Uh, I, I believe I just described it as corruption and just left it at that because I don't even know where else to come with this. I mean, obviously, Barack Obama is not a scientist. And obviously, his paper is not actual science. It's political propaganda. He's a politician. It's what, it's what he writes. And so he has this paper in the Journal of the American Medical Association talking about what a great success the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act has been. I, I'm not sure that counts as science. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they have, I have this great quote. I have this, this quote from uh, Howard Bauchner, the editor-in-chief of the journal. Mm-hmm. who says, straight out acknowledges that the article was peer-reviewed, but that President Obama was given extra flexibility because of who he is. <laughs> so they, they, didn't, they just kind of gave it a pass. They didn't really review it seriously, but they published it anyway. Mm-hmm. He went on to say, he also acknowledged that, quote, we don't fact-check every fact. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because why would you fact check every fact? I, I guess you only fact check the facts that you don't really want to publish. I mean, that just sounds exhausting. Who has time for that? Not the, not the American Medical Association, certainly. Wow. I mean, if this, if if you weren't already convinced of the corruption inherent in the monopoly licensure of mm-hmm. of doctors in America, how this has to be the nail in that coffin. I would think so. I mean, I've, I'm always, I love to call out these professional journals, especially the medical ones, for super corrupt things and, and obvious propaganda bits that they publish. But this is like a new top entry in the field. I've never seen anything quite like this. The sitting president, well, I, I mean, I doubt he actually wrote it, but his name's on it anyway, published in, the, in a medical journal. I you can't be more obviously partisan than that. Right. I don't, I don't know how <laughs> I just, I'm at a loss to come up with how that's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like completely blanking on how I could possibly imagine like, sh- like short of, I guess, short of him, like doing a stump speech at the democratic national convention, uh, you know, saying that we would all die of, of preventable diseases unless mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton gets elected. Um, <clears throat> I'm at a loss. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little but, surprised that didn't happen. Yeah, me too. May, so well, there's always... I paid to the Democratic convention, maybe it did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who knows? Uh, and so so on the other end of the spectrum, uh, it, I was I was really uh, heartened to hear that Obama has really reached across the aisle. You know, he's he shed his allegiances um, and, and he's really proving to be a man of character. And well, he's he, a scientist now. Right. Well, well, not not that Obama, because this oh, Obama oh. endorsed Trump. That's right. This is the other Obama. Yes, Obama <laughs> endorses Trump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the president has, uh, at least 
he has a few half siblings, I believe. I think it's three. Um, it doesn't really matter. One of them, an older brother of his half brother, has come out in support of Donald Trump for the presidency. That's got to burn. It has to. I, I expect the president is not happy with his with his half brother at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he didn't just come out uh, in favor of of Trump. He he expressed quote deep disappointment unquote in mm-hmm. Barack Obama's administration. He did. Wow, that that's pretty brutal. <laughs> it's yeah. not something you want showing up in the press in yeah. an election season. Well, fortunately, it will never show up in the press. Well, fair point. I got I got the uh, I got the article I believe from the New York Post, which oh, is sort right. of the press. Yeah, that's pressish. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> light. Who are we? Who are we to talk? Uh, <laughs> it's printed on actual paper anyway. I guess they're doing okay. Um, what else did we have? Um, we got oh, we got the ACLU director who uh, resigned because. Her daughters didn't like sharing a restroom with transgender men. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This, uh... Oh, I'm not sure she was a direct... Yeah, she was leader of a state chapter of the ACLU. And she resigned because the ACLU, of course, is pushing this this transgender bathroom business. And she was in a restroom with her daughters, young daughters. Uh, Don't have the ages here. I want to say they were five and seven. It doesn't matter. Young girls. Sure. And three older males came in, you know, transgender males, and her daughters were very uncomfortable being in the same restroom with these older men. And so she she actually had what I what I actually praised her for in the article. She had the integrity to resign from her position to put her daughters above her politics in this position. Said, "No, I can't support this anymore. This is obviously not good for my for my children." And I definitely respect her for that. But haven't all the rest of us been warning people about this exact thing happening ever since they started the transgender bathroom thing? Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, to be honest, I, you know, I, I know it's not a popular thing to say, but I just don't even know what I think about any of this. Um, I because you know I got I got to admit I I understand I understand both sides of it, and I know that's a stupid thing. For the host of Peace Propaganda to say, because I know people are are busily just writing those hate emails right now. But hey, look, I'm not a perfect person. If you, if you, if someone listening can can explain to me why I'm wrong, by all means, send me a strongly worded email with profanities, <laughs> because those are the best. Not way spelled to correctly. Exactly. Don't spell anything right. Don't yeah. You know, if you spell anything right, I will immediately dismiss you as as a crackpot. Uh, no, no, I I, I don't I don't know. I, I I get let me put it this way. I get where she's coming from. Uh but I also really like what Louis CK had to say about a similar issue where uh, I forget the the topic at hand where uh he was he was portraying a hysterical mother like what am I supposed to tell my kids? And he said, "I don't know, they're your shitty kids. You 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 explain <laughs> it to them." No, I I I agree with that completely. I I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to be misinterpreted here. I'm not saying that there there should be some sort of other law banning transgender men from using women's restrooms sure. i think restrooms should be privatized i don't, I don't really, really even believe that's particularly controversial they're already private yes you know we'll dis we'll disregard restrooms in you know government schools and whatever but you know a restroom at a mall belongs to that mall yeah 
there are some there are some uh, federal laws about it though. Uh, yes, there are. That that yeah you know, that do necessitate certain mm-hmm. things, but but generally speaking, that's true. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they're I as privately agree. owned as anything is in the United States these days. Right. I, and I would agree. And I and I think that you're, you're right. It needs to be a private issue, mm-hmm. um, and and let the marketplace of ideas figure it out. You know, it, let people actually choose what right. they want to support. And eventually, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have some kind of discussion about it rather than just passing laws. And, and, and there doesn't need to be a one-size-fits-all answer. We don't right. need to have a uniform restroom policy that applies everywhere. Maybe some places that have a large transgender population or some establishments that are especially transgender-friendly fr- could be one way. Maybe areas that aren't that way could be another way. Different stores could could have different restroom policies. If you don't like this store's restroom policy, go to a different store. Right. I. That's what seems like the answer to me. I, I don't have any problem with anybody being uncomfortable about any given thing. I have a problem when they want to go and get a law about it. Yep. Well said. Well said. Now, um, speaking of, speaking of uh, laws, and the issue is laws being, of course, they're backed by government violence. So yes. really, really, whenever we're talking about laws, we're talking about violence. Um, yes. That leads right into your Pokemon story. Got a bomb of <laughs> Gotta bomb them all. What a great title. Uh, so this Thank was... <laughs> oh, it's great. I mean, I love Pokemon. And you, you, were saying, you were saying before we started, before we hit record here, that you, you got to make, <laughs> you make your blog a, a libertarian and Pokemon blog. I'm already because... redoing the banner. It's going to be Bumbling Beedrill from now on. Oh, my God. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I th- you would have like 20 times the visitors probably. And then I would get sued in like three minutes. It would be perfect. <laughs> unless unless you're the Navy. Unless I'm the Navy because right. apparently no one cares when it's the Navy. Right. Well, I keep, I, hey, man, week after week, I report the United States military on Facebook for promoting violence and they have not done anything. <laughs> Astonishingly, you can't report them for that in like the government schools where no one else is allowed to come in and carry a gun. But the army shows army recruiters show up with their with their rifles and no one cares. Right. I couldn't I remember being in high school. I couldn't even we had to do a we had to do a report uh, about the Constitution. So I chose the Second Amendment and I couldn't even get my research done because every other website was blocked because it used the word gun. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you. So when I was in high school, the internet was very, very young still, and our high school didn't – we had just gotten internet access, but there were no content filters yet because they didn't know yet. So it was just my senior year. At the end of that year, they first hooked up any internet to the school, and it was just all wide open. We could do whatever we wanted. That's nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the next year they started filtering everything, but, but for that little window. My first, my first year in high school, um, I think – opened up practically with Columbine. So Oh dear. Yeah. Yep. That'll it, do it. Shit got locked down pretty fast. Um my my younger listeners are like, Column what? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Is that good. A band? Yeah, right. Um so I feel like we've been talking around the story here. The Pokemon <laughs> thing. Um, okay. The the US Navy you go ahead, you tell it. It's your story. So I'm going to assume that most of your listeners are at least passingly familiar with Pokemon Go because it's absolutely everywhere. Yes. And but it's a cell phone game. familiar with the U.S. Navy. <laughs> That's also absolutely Just everywhere. Slightly less everywhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Pokemon Go is a cell phone game that uses Google Maps and basically scatters Pokemon in the world around you, and you can go out with your phone and, and capture them in the world. And it's spectacularly popular. It has like 20 million active players in the United States alone right now. It is, it's, it's a huge, huge thing. And so the United States Navy, at least, I don't know if it's official Navy policy or it's this one recruitment office or what, but has been putting up posters that say, do you like playing Pokemon? Would you like to play Pokemon Go around the world? Then join the Navy and they'll take you around the world so you can catch Pokemon everywhere. And, well, don't people get angry at, like, cigarette companies for using cartoon characters to market their stuff to kids? Oh, my God, that's so good. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) And the Pokemon company is notoriously litigious and just earlier... This year is this year or last year shut down this this guy in Seattle, just like a, a bar, a barista, I think at Starbucks or whatever, who was having a Pokemon party for PAX, which is a big video game expo in Seattle. And he used Pokemon iconography in his posters and they sued him for it. Yeah. But I, I so in, in addition to my in my role as the Voluntary Institute founder, I also work with one of the largest corporations in America. I don't want to say who it is because I'm sure. sure. Some of my haters will dox me, but <laughs> I I work with one of the largest corporations in America. Let's put it that way. And we just got a corporate wide memo the other day saying we cannot in any way put up anything about Pokemon. We cannot advertise to the public like we're Pokemon friendly. We can't use Pokeballs in our advertisement. Nothing. <laughs> and it's not like we are short on lawyers or government connections. Let's just put it that way. It's a big company, but sure. they're not having it. You know, they were very, very quick to stamp that out at, at every level of the company. But here's the U.S. Navy just brazenly. I mean, with the Pokemon logo, it's got like a dozen of the characters on it. <laughs> it's advertising. But can you even imagine what would happen if the Pokemon company tried to sue the Navy? How oh, would you, would how would you even do it? I would love it. I have my <laughs> license. I'll represent them pro bono. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, but I can pretend I'll, fire, I'll file an amicus brief. It'll be great. There you go. Hey, look at you <laughs> busting out the legal terms. Hey, once upon a time, I was a law student. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Ooh, there's a story. There's a story. Well, I think I think you should come back and tell us that story um, as soon as possible. Uh, we've we've gotten through that that article. I don't want to I don't want to go through your whole website because people need to go visit it. That and the show would be like 19 hours long. <laughs> Who would listen to it? <laughs> Everyone. Everyone I, would listen. My to fans it. are dedicated. I think they'll, that's true. They'll tune in live. They'll wear, <laughs> they'll wear diapers so they don't have to leave their radio. In this world, people don't have phones. They just listen over FM radios. Well, they have phones. They're just playing Pokemon Go on them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, how can people? How can people find you? People can find me. Uh, by going to bumblingbees.net. It's all one word, no hyphens, no underscores, nothing, just bumblingbees.net. Uh, I also have a website, or I have a website. I also have a Facebook page, which is also at bumblingbees. You can just search search for that on Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, at PerfectlyDarian. And you haven't been banned yet? Not yet, but... Okay. Once they get wind of this show, I think it's probably going to happen quick. So. Now you're on their radar. I think so. I'm on the watch list. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be able to get on an airplane again either. Uh, I, I wouldn't even try. Yeah, I, I haven't tried, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. 
as well as a libertarian i only i only travel by railroad that ayn rand has laid herself so <laughs> uh great cold well carriage that's right in a cold carriage I pull, pulled by the poor uh <laughs> Right? Smoking your cigar with your top hat. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Uh, that's how I do the show. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jerry, this is this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I hope yeah, you, I've had a great time. Everybody. Yeah, I hope you come on the show again soon. Um, and I definitely recommend that my that my listeners go to bumblingbees.net. I've been having a lot of fun just going through the archives. I look forward to your to some more content getting on there. Uh uh, because it's good stuff. I can tell that you take it seriously. You're not just just um, you know firing stuff off just to have content. There's some thought going on here. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. For sure. Well, thanks for being on the show today, Darian. Well, thank you for having me. I look forward to being back with you sometime. <laughs>